Hello and welcome to 50 Years of Hurt, a Euro 2016 podcast. And England, Wales and Northern Ireland are out of the European Union. But as far as Euro 2016 goes, they're still there. I'm Richie Carey and in this episode we'll be recapping all the action from the last couple of games in the group stages and we'll be finding out who made it through to the last 16 of Euro 2016 and who is going home. Coming up, an Italian job for Ireland. Can they make the great escape and qualify out of their group? North of the border, could Northern Ireland survive Germany? And we look back at the moment Euro 2016 got really good. For our first game, Ireland took on Italy in a match they had to win in order to qualify. Italy made several changes in their final game as they already qualified as group winners. Would this help Irish hopes? The game starts as a Hendrick shot with his left from outside the area which goes agonisingly wide. A corner comes in from Brady Murphy with a powerful header but it's a good save by Sigaru who tips it over the bar. McLean is through in the area. He seems to be taken down by Bernadeschi but no penalty is given. In the second half, De Siglio crosses with his right. Zaza has a shot and it's just over the bar for Italy. And Signy has a shot with his right from outside the box, but it hits the post and goes back out. Bonucci gets tackled just outside his area. Houlihan is in and through a goal, but a bad shot is saved by Sigaru. Then Houlihan whips in a spectacular cross from the right with his left foot. And Robbie Brady heads it past the keeper into the net. 1-0 Ireland. And that's how it finishes at full time. Italy 0. Ireland 1. And what a great performance by Ireland. They pulled it off and in truth they deserve this win. The Italy side probably isn't an accurate reflection of what we're going to see when they face Spain. Because it wasn't the team who beat Belgium or Sweden. Expect them to be at full strength for the last 16. Ireland now have to face France in the last 16, which brings up memories of the 2010 World Cup qualifying campaign with the Thierry Henry handball incident. It's a long ask for Ireland to win. They're definitely not going to go up against France's second strength team. But with players like Robbie Brady and Wes Houlihan, maybe they can pull off something special. Only time will tell. other game in Group F was Sweden versus Belgium. Sweden needs to win to qualify whilst the point would ensure the Belgians get through. So Sweden had a free kick, they played it into the box, Berg got on the end of it but was saved by Courtois. This is Sweden's first shot on target in the whole tournament. De Bruyne crosses it in, there's a bit of a flick on by Mainuert but it's not enough to direct the ball on target. There's De Bruyne shot from outside the area, it's pushed wide by Zakerson. De Bruyne plays a ball through to Lukaku, who's in and through, but it's saved by Zakerson again. Mertens gets past two players and has a shot in the area, but Zakerson saves once again. A corner taken by Kalström for Sweden. A Granquist header is cleared off the line by De Bruyne. Hazard plays the ball back to Nangolin, who strikes the ball sweetly, and it breaks the deadlock on 84 minutes. 1-0 Belgium. 
There's a chance for Ibrahimovic who hooks it towards goalie's right foot, but it just passed the post and goes wide. So at full time, it was Sweden nil, Belgium won. Ibrahimovic has officially retired from international football. He announced his retirement the day before the game. He said when Sweden go out, he would retire and they've gone out of the group stage. Not an awful lot to say about this match, except that Kevin De Bruyne appears to be doing everything for Belgium. He was involved in the defending, the attacking, the playmaking. And if Belgium managed to get anywhere in this tournament, he'll be the reason for it. As for Sweden, it's been a disappointing Euro 2016 for them. Only one point in three games. And now they've lost Ibrahimovic. It may be time for the Swedes to rebuild for the future, to become a threat again in these types of tournaments. On to the hopes of Northern Ireland. After a win against Ukraine, the Northern Irish were in a good position to qualify, but they had to avoid getting destroyed by a strong Germany side. Could they do it? So Ozil plays a ball into Muller. It's saved by McGovern. A ball chipped into Ozil and McGovern saves again. An Ozil ball to Muller and Goetze gets on the end of it. Saved again. Gomez chests it down. Muller takes a shot, but it just goes wide this time. There's a Kimmich ball in from the right-hand side. Muller pulls off a diving header and it goes off past the post and out. All Germany up to this point. Ozil plays it to Gomez, to Muller. He's in a bit of trouble. Plays it back to Gomez and his shot takes a deflection and goes into the back of the net. 1-0 Germany. Then Goetzer on the left pulls the ball back to the edge of the area. Muller has a strike but he just got under the ball a bit too much and hit the bar. The assistant ref actually gets hit by a ball in the chest and gets a bit winded for his trouble. There's a Kimmich ball from deep into the box to Goetzer and another great save by McGovern. Kadira runs with the ball. He takes a shot from the edge of the area. It's saved, but it comes back out to Gomez, but his header goes wide. Kimmich turns on the ball, whips it in with his left, and Gomez has a header, and it's a cracking save by McGovern. In full time, it was Northern Ireland nil, Germany won, and what a performance by Michael McGovern in goal for Northern Ireland. He pulled out some fantastic saves, and without him, this could have easily been 4-0 to Germany. He may have got Northern Ireland's next round on his own. Maybe fans should be chanting, McGovern's on fire, your offence is terrified, McGovern's on fire. <sighs> You get the point. Germany actually probably played better than in some of their previous games, especially the game against Poland, which was so boring. Uh, they showed a lot of attacking threat, but they're in a very difficult side of the draw in the knockout stages. Got the likes of England, France, Italy, Spain in that side. So one wonders whether this German side has what it takes to get past all that. A massive congratulations to Northern Ireland, and I can't wait for the big game on Saturday against the mighty Wales. Our home nation guaranteed to make it to the quarterfinals. It should be riveting stuff.
So the other game in Group C featured Ukraine and Poland. Poland looked shoo-ins to qualify whilst Ukraine didn't really have much to play for. Would they manage a consolation prize in this match? As a Milik ball into Lewandowski should be an easy chance but he skies it over the bar. And the ball over the top to Yarmolenko, his left footed shot goes well wide. Connor Planka delivers a good cross for his right foot and there's a header on from Zinchenko which goes over. Milik plays it to Blaszczykowski, he switches the ball onto his left foot and drills it into the back of the net to make it 1-0 to Poland. As a counter-attack by Poland, Milik plays it to Lewandowski, he gets away with a bad touch which falls to Kaputska. His left foot shot hits the side netting. It's a Rotan shot that's hit low and hard, it had to be saved by Fabianski. And at full time, it finished Ukraine nil, Poland one. A very disappointing campaign for Ukraine, but a, very, a relatively positive one for Poland, qualifying for the knockout stages for the first time. However, Lewandowski, the top goalscorer, hasn't yet to get off the mark, which might be a little worrying going forward. But with the options like Milik and Blaszczykowski, there's definitely more than a one-man team to Poland. On to Group F and Portugal had made life difficult for themselves in the group stage. After failing to beat both Austria and Iceland, it looked like Portugal would need a win in their final game. Meanwhile, Hungary had already qualified, but would they want to press on and make sure they win the group? So a corner comes in, Portugal head it away, Guerra chests it down outside the area and hits a great half volley with his left foot to make it 1-0 Hungary. Really great goal. There's a great low ball through by Ronaldo. It was hit with pace by Nani on his left foot and it flies into the net at Kiralaya's near post. 1-1. In the second half, Zuzak took a free kick with his left foot. It takes a big deflection off Andre Gomez and goes into the back of the net to make it 2-1 hungry. João Mario crosses from the right. It's beautifully flicked in by Ronaldo into the bottom left corner. And it's 2-2. Ronaldo being the first player to score up four different Euros. This is where the game just gets insane. It's goal after goal after goal. Zuzak has another free kick. This time it's blocked by the wall. But Zuzak gets the ball back. Has a pop from outside the box. It gets another deflection. This time off Nani. And goes into the back of the net to make it 3-2 to Hungary. Then Charisma gets subbed on and with his first touch of the ball, crosses it into Ronaldo, heads it into the back of the net. No hint of offside like last time and it's 3-3. To be honest, the game sort of died out after then as both teams knew they were qualifying. Fernando Santos, the Portugal manager, actually handed the players a note which seemed to indicate he didn't want them to be too attacking minded and he was happy with a 3-3. So there were no more goals and it finished 3-3. And at this point, it looked like Portugal face England, but we'll talk about the Iceland match and see how that went. What a game of football this was. Easily the best game of the tournament. Uh, it seems in the last few games, it's, it's really come to life with when you've got that third game in the group stage and there's a lot to play for. Euro 2016 has finally hit a spark. Hungary have been very impressive. Zuzak is a star player. Two goals in this game, and he looked great against Austria as well. Plus, they keep scoring goals from outside the box. They've ended the group as winners, and I could see him taking Belgium in the next round. 
Portugal finally started playing football in this match and Cristiano Ronaldo managed to find some form. The only chance of progressing any further is keeping up this attacking threat. The defence is pretty goddamn awful and I could easily see other teams exploiting that in the latter stages. So the other game, Group F, uh, Iceland versus Austria. This game will ultimately decide who faced England in the next round. Austria needed the win, but a draw would be enough for Iceland. There's a Goodmanson shot from 25 yards, which hits the bar. How Dawson makes an error, he gives the ball away to Arnautovic. It should have been an easy tap-in, but he slips, and How Dawson manages to get it clear. There's a long throw into the box by Gunnarsson, headed on by Arneson, and scored by Bodvarsson. It's 1-0 Iceland. Lots of sins in Iceland. Albert is fouled in the penalty error by Skullerson, and the referee gives a penalty. But the penalty is pulled wide to the left by Dragovic. He misses a great chance to make it 1-1. In the second half, Alaba passes through the shop, who makes a great dribbling run into the box and finishes it with his left foot to make it 1-1. In stoppage time, Bjarnson was running down the right. He plays it into Trousterston at the back post, 2-1 to Iceland. And there's an Icelandic commentator who went absolutely mental for this goal. And it means that England will play Iceland in the last 16 when it looked like it was going to be Portugal and what a couple of games Iceland have had they finished the group undefeated and scored their first win in their first Euros against Austria and now set up a pretty monumental tie against England in the next round I don't think you can rule them out completely I know people might think that's a better option than Portugal maybe it is maybe it isn't they play really well and if Iceland can use the same tactics as other teams have had that's been effective against England, which basically is parking a bus, it could cause some problems. Austria have been the biggest disappointments in this tournament for my liking. A lot was expected of them, and they really did nothing. They paid the price for not going for the win against Portugal. That was really a chance that they squandered. In Group D, the two top teams clashed as the reigning champion Spain faced up-and-coming Croatia. A draw would be good for both teams, so would they play negative tactics? With some great skill by Silva, he slides a ball into Fabregas, his shot goes past the keeper and is tapped in by Morata, 1-0 to Spain. Then there's a back pass to De Gea and he's just too casual with the ball and he gets tackled by Kalinic. Rakitic hits a lovely little chip over the keeper and it agonisingly comes off the bar, then off the post and goes out. Perisic whips the ball into near post and a great fit by Kalinic takes it into the net to make it 1-1. In the second half, there's a ball over the top by Iniesta towards David Silva, who goes down the penalty area and Spain get a penalty. Perhaps a little bit of a harsh decision there. So interestingly enough, before the penalty is taken, Serna... The uh, Croatian captain whispers something into Subasic's ear 
Apparently, Luka Modric knows which way Ramos usually goes on penalties because he trains with him at Real Madrid. And this tactic actually worked. And Subasic makes the save. But the thing is, he's about two foot off his line before the ball is struck, which technically means it should be retaken. But it wasn't, even though you've got a fifth official who's standing literally right next to it and can't see it. So, And that's happened a lot in this tournament. We've had these fifth and sixth officials that have missed every important decision that they should be able to pick up and the reason why they're there. And it, it just doesn't make sense why they're there if they're not going to be able to pick up those decisions. But mini rant over. Then Kalinic played the ball out to the left to Perisic. He looks like he should square it, but Perisic doesn't need any help. And he beats De Gea at his near post as the ball hits the back of the net. 2-1 Croatia. And he got booked for celebrating because he took his shirt off. And to be honest, I don't blame for celebrating. As I've explained on the show before, Croatia is one of my sweepstakes teams. The only sweepstakes team left in the competition. I went balmy when this goal went in. I was so happy that Croatia had scored. It, I was a bit too happy, to be honest with you. Uh, I was jumping up and down in my room. Uh, what a game. Uh, what a performance by Croatia. So much better than the game they had against Czech Republic where they kind of threw it away. Um, and such an important goal to put them on the relatively easy side of the, of the, of the draw. Although they do have Portugal in the next round, which could be somewhat problematic. But I do think Croatia have the quality to beat Portugal and actually could make a run for the final considering who's in that side of the of the draw had they had they not got that goal they'd be facing Italy and this game may actually set up the really tasty tie of Spain versus Italy in the last 16 a sign of a bit of inconsistency for the Spanish after the last game against Turkey a lot of people were outlining them as a possible winner of this tournament now you've got to start questioning that. This is the first time they've ever lost, I think, at the Euros from being in front. So that's quite an interesting statistic. And uh, although I think Spain could recover from this, I think they'll have a lot of problems against Italy and are going to have quite big challenges ahead of them if they want to win this. gone to Czech Republic versus Turkey. Both teams had a shot at qualifying, at least for the best third place team. But would any of them make it to the next round? Moore runs down the right, he puts in a low cross to Yilmaz and he slots it home into the top right corner. It's 1-0 to Turkey. Free kick by Dorkul near the corner flag, it's crossed in, headed by Sivuk, hits the post. Nesid can't get on the end of it to turn it in what would have been an easy tap-in to equalise for Czech Republic. Plassel with a long-range shot that moves all over the place in the air and Barbachan had to save to deny the Czechs. In the second half, a defensive error allows Dukul to play the ball back to Derida at the edge of the area. Again, another save. There's a free kick for Turkey. It's delivered in. Topol picks up the ball, lays it back to Tufan, who blasts the ball, which somehow makes it through the wall defenders and into the back of the net. There's another Dorita shot for the Czech Republic from the edge of the area, but not really enough power on this one. It's saved by Barbachan. Turan plays it to Sahan, who completely miskicks it, but in fairness, he gets the ball back and has another go, but still can't find the net. And at full time, it ended Czech Republic nil, 
Turkey 2. I don't think the Czechs were awful in this game. It just didn't seem to go right for them and they just couldn't convert their chances when they had them. This gave Turkey a slim chance of qualifying but ultimately it didn't happen as there were teams with better points and better goal difference than them. And they were punished really for leaking goals in the in the previous game against Spain. I was impressed with the performance of Turkey keeper Barbachan. A great display today in a tournament that is highlighting some great keepers at the moment. Like likes of obviously Nua, McGovern for Northern Ireland. It's looking good for goalkeepers. Maybe not so much for De Gea though, based on the last game. So before we go, I'm going to look at how my predictions went for the group stage, how right or how wrong was I before the tournament when I had a go trying to work out who would come where. So in Group A, my prediction for it to finish was uh, France top, Switzerland second, Romania third and Albania fourth. In actuality, uh, France did come top, uh, Switzerland did come second, but Albania came third and Romania fourth. So I got two out of four right on that one. In Group B, I predicted it would be Slovakia finishing first, England second, Wales third, and Russia fourth. In actuality, Wales came first. I got it right that England came second, and then Slovakia came third, so I got Wales and Slovakia the wrong way round. But I did get Russia right in fourth place. So again, two out of four. In Group C, I predicted Germany would come top, Poland second, Ukraine third, and Northern Ireland fourth. Germany did come top, Poland did come second, but Northern Ireland came third and Ukraine came fourth. So again, two out of four. In Group D, I predicted Spain would win the group, Croatia would come second, Turkey third and Czech Republic fourth. Actuality, I got one and two mixed up. It was Croatia first, Spain second, Turkey third and Czech Republic fourth. Another two out of four. In Group E, I predicted Belgium first, Italy second, Ireland third, and Sweden fourth. Actuality, again, the first and second place mixed up. It was Italy first, Belgium second, Ireland third, and Sweden fourth. Again, two out of four. In Group F, it all went wrong, as I got it completely wrong. I thought Portugal would win the group, Austria would come second, Iceland third, and Hungary fourth. And actually, Hungary came first, Iceland came second, Portugal came third, and Austria came fourth. So none out of four on that one. Give me a total of 10 out of 24 teams predicted right. A 41.6% accuracy. 41.6% of the time, I'm right every time. And let's have a look at how the draws uh, panned out. So in the first half of the draw, we got Switzerland versus Poland. Croatia versus Portugal, Wales versus Northern Ireland, and Hungary versus Belgium. And in the second half, we've got Germany versus Slovakia, Italy versus Spain, France versus Ireland, and England versus Iceland. So we, what we're going to do is we're going to do another round of predictions, this time how I think the knockout stages will go. So Switzerland versus Poland. I think Poland are going to win. I think they've got the more attacking quality than Switzerland. Uh, Croatia versus Portugal, I'm going for my team Croatia, I think overall they've got the quality on Portugal, who are very temperamental, but who knows, maybe Portugal might have enough there, Wales versus Northern Ireland, I have to go for Wales, although I'm sure that'll be a hell of a match, 
Hungary versus Belgium. I'm picking Hungary. I think they've got the quality to win. Germany versus Slovakia. Got to go with the reigning world champions, Germany. Italy versus Spain. I'm going to pick Italy. I don't know if it will happen, but I think Italy have the slight edge on Spain in this tournament. France versus Ireland. Going to say France. And England versus Iceland. I'll say England. Which would leave a quarterfinals of Poland versus Croatia, Wales versus Hungary, Germany versus Italy, and France versus England. So Poland versus Croatia, I would say Croatia would win. Wales versus Hungary, I'm going for Wales. It'd be a pretty historic run if that happens. I'll get to the semi-finals. Germany versus Italy, I'll go for Germany. And France versus England, I'm going to say France. Take that one. So the semi-finals would be Croatia versus Wales and Germany versus France. In Croatia versus Wales, I'm going to go with Croatia to win that match. And Germany versus France, I'm going to say France. I'm going to say the hosts make it. And then I'm sticking with my prediction to win the tournament, which was France at the start. And still France. I think France will beat Croatia and win. Although I would love it if Croatia actually win. Because it means I might be in for 50 quid. Yes, that sounds good to me. One final thing before we go, I thought I'd give you the team of the group stage. My 11, who I think have been the best. I've gone for for, for 2 formation for this one. In goal, I've got McGovern of Northern Ireland. In defence, I've got Cerner of Croatia, Davis of Wales, Macaulay of Northern Ireland, and Robbie Brady of Republic of Ireland. In midfield, I've got Perisic for Croatia, Cruz for Germany, Kandreva for Italy and Zuzak for Hungary. And up front, Gareth Bale of Wales and Maratta of Spain. Which brings us to the end of this episode of 50 Years of Hurt. Remember to catch us on Twitter at 50YOHpod. On SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash 50 years of hurt. I'm also available on iTunes. Leave a rating review there and catch us on TuneIn too. In next episode, we'll be recapping the first three matches of round 16, including the big game between Wales and Northern Ireland. Until then, I'm going to make like the EU and leave. See ya.